This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, back in the home studios on this Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021. Coming off the heels of JT the Brick, fantastic show. A lot of great guests, including Charles Woodson. That is always a great guest. I say always, like I've had him on the show multiple times. I have not. (laughs) I have not. So I will say... uh, I felt some kind of way when I saw Charles Woodson was going to be on JT's show, but I thought that that was cool. It was JT the Brick's birthday today, and so to have Charles Woodson call into the show, uh, that's awesome. So if you missed that interview, you want to hear from the GOAT, you want to hear from C. Wood, make sure you check out our website at all times, lvsportsnetwork.com. Go back and listen to every show from the morning tailgate to JT the Brick to this show, Unnecessary Roughness, and, of course, Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle, 4 to 6 p.m. with Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, all that is always available at lvsportsnetwork.com. Very very excited to be back in the studio after being away for a day at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Appreciate everyone who came out, hung out, watched some Monday night football action as week 11 came to a close. Now we officially start to turn our attention to week 12. And we start talking about week 12 in the NFL season. We're talking about the Raiders and Cowboys Thursday in Big D tradition. Always every single cow, uh, Thanksgiving, the Cowboys are always on and they're always at home. I've seen a lot of people, uh, a lot of Raider fans on Twitter say, man, the NFL should have had that game at Allegiant. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. The Cowboys know one game that they have at home every single year is going to be that game. That is one guarantee that they can circle on the calendar and say, yep, that day right there we'll be playing and we'll be playing at home. They might not know the opponent, but they'll be playing at home. So excited about this game on Thursday. Uh, I feel like it's one of those where you can start to uh, get rid of that that ugly loss that they had to the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. But then I felt that way about the game on Sunday against the Bengals when I was talking about the game against the Chiefs. Like, okay, you can get that taste out of your mouth. And I felt that way when you were talking about the Giants loss. You know, and unfortunately, the Raiders are on a three-game losing streak. So as much as you want to get that bad taste and that bad taste and that bad taste out of your mouth, the only way to do it is get a dub. They need a dub. They need one bad as uh, they're on that three-game losing streak right now. But uh, it will be nice to see the team get back into action. Uh, They've had a lot going on at at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, the HQ. Uh, They had two different media sessions on Monday. A lot of Raider Nation kind of got up in arms and got a little bit worried and concerned. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are they having a media session at 545 at night? It's just because they're doing their their media obligations as they're trying to get through the week on a very short week. They're going to fly out to Dallas on Wednesday. I'll be flying out to Dallas on Wednesday after the show and then I'll probably land in about 1145 Texas time, Central Texas time, and then, boom, I'll be ready for the game on Thursday, be back on, well, Sunday night, and then be back here in the home studios on Monday morning. And also a little programming note that I, I want to make sure I, I bring up before we go any further in the show. There will be... No 
live shows, obviously, on Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, the only thing that you'll hear is the Raider game. You can hear that here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Friday, it will be all national shows as well. There won't be any local shows, so you won't hear the morning tailgate. You won't hear JT. You won't hear myself, and you won't hear In the Huddle. We'll all be off uh, enjoying Thanksgiving and spending a little bit of time with family and friends, and we encourage you to do the same thing. Uh, this has been a hell of a year, uh, and we appreciate everyone who's uh, helped make Raider Nation Radio 920 go. And uh, hopefully you enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully the Raiders help you enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. And no joke. You know, it's funny. I was just I just did an interview with my guy, Stephen Simcox, from uh, ESPN Central Texas. He used to be my co-host when I was there. And, of course, with the Raiders playing the Cowboys, he's like, man, I got to get Q on the show, right? I mean, Q's there covering the Raiders. Everyone knows him in Central Texas. It just makes sense. So he had me on the on the show just a little while ago. And, you know, we were just talking about, uh, you know, everything between the Cowboys and, and the Raiders. And he said straight up, like, hey, man, you know, CeeDee Lamb's probably going to be out. Amari Cooper's probably going to – well, is going to be out. There's a chance, you know, the offensive line is a little banged up. Cowboys aren't really playing that well right now. There's a chance that the Raiders could end up going to Dallas and getting a dub. They really can. You know, I mentioned it yesterday that I wouldn't be a, really shocked if on Friday I'm talking about, well – the Raiders are 6-5. and five. Nice victory over the Cowboys. Wouldn't be shocked at all because the Cowboys have a couple little cracks in the armor as well. They got off to a hot start. Their defense was playing some good ball. But their defense was playing some good ball because they were creating turnovers. Not necessarily because they were stopping people. Now, the Raiders' defense was playing well, stopping people, but weren't creating a bunch of turnovers. Trayvon Diggs, I've talked about him a lot of times, leads the league in interceptions. He's a stud. But he also gives up the big play. So it's, you know, it's like pick your poison. Sometimes you get a good play. Sometimes you get a bad play, but he has intercepted the ball quite a lot. So, I mean, if the ball goes his way, he's looking to go get it. So there's a lot of things to unpack. I mean, I said it on Monday's show. I didn't feel, I didn't feel at all that the, that the, the Raiders are going to win this game against the Cowboys. But, again, wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden on Friday we're talking about, wow, that was a nice Raiders victory. So you know, just a couple things to think about uh, as you get ready and prepare yourself uh, for the game on Thursday. And I know there's a lot of angry Raider Nation still uh, at the fact that the Raiders are on a three-game losing streak, and that's okay. That's what part of being a fan is. But nine out of ten of the angry fan that is done with the Raiders and isn't going to watch anymore will be sitting around their uh, TV or at the game on Thursday prepared for it. You know, it's just, I mean, it just happens. I've been there, done that. I've been that guy. Not going to watch this team anymore. All right, man. It's about 30 minutes till kickoff. I'm ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just how it is. That's part of being a fan. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So here we are, a little bit out. Raiders replace, uh, re, uh, re, release, excuse me, they released their injury report for Tuesday. We'll go over that in a little while. Uh, I'll let you know the, the guest rundown that we have. We're also going to hear from you, Raider Nation, at 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line 69187. I do want to bring in my guy, though. I haven't heard from him yet on the show, DeMond Cotton. He's got his wave cap on today. I want to go back and peel the curtain back. My man has his wave cap on and he ain't got a wave in his head. He ain't got one wave. And then, as we have my guy Brian in studio kind of observing, this guy had the nerve to talk about my waves like, oh, your waves ain't that good. No, they are. <laughs> no, they are, dog. I don't have a whole lot in life, but I got that. <laughs> so, Damon, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, how you doing? Oh, my God. Can you guys imagine? Look, listen to how petty this guy is. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you can come after my family, but Yo, don't come after my waves. <laughs> Q, Q was incensed yesterday when someone called him a degenerate. Q, you know, I got a little hot about that. 
But you should have seen it because he was walking out the door when I said something about his waves. He had to turn around. He pulled the 180. Like, I know you ain't talking about my waves. Yo, he was, yo, he would have gave me the formula, the, the grease that he puts in his hair. He was ready to give me the whole breakdown about his waves. Actually, you know what? I have, I call this the uh, the, the water of the Nile. I got this, uh, it's not grease because the old wave, you know, the wave cream, the traditional wave cream, it makes your hair real greasy. Like that 360. And, yeah, and you don't yeah. put that in. Then you can't go to the barber. There was actually someone on the on Saturday who was at the barber shop and they got their hair cut but they had grease in their hair that's a no-no you you need to pay the barber about 20 extra dollars if you do that that's a that's barbershop 101 you get that stuff out your hair before you go i got this i call it water of the nile that i got from my barbershop back in central texas i actually ordered it mm-hmm. and had them send it to me here because i ran out i bought two bottles you don't have to use hardly any just a little bit like a dime worth like just a little bit of dime in your in your hand and it's it's really clean, man. It's, it's it's the best stuff I've ever used. It's it's the best. And it was only ten bucks for a bottle. I got two. A bottle, okay, okay. Just saying. Okay, so a little dab will do you, brother. A little dab will do you. I'm trying to learn you, man. If you're gonna wear the wave cap, right. you might as well go and get some waves, man. Water of the night. I'll I'll look it up right now. I'll, I'll, see. I'll t- you know what I'll do today when I go home. I'll take a picture of the bottle and I'll send it to you and be like, this is what I use right here. It's got a little purple label on it and everything. I literally called my barber that I had in Texas and was like, hey dog, I can't find that. He goes, oh no, that's exclusive to our shop. Exclusive, exclusive to our shop, okay. and it's only ten dollars. So it's not like it's some bougie type. You got to no, be a millionaire. It's, it's only ten bucks, but you can't find it anywhere else besides that. Well, they one. probably just get yeah, it somewhere exactly. and put it in that bottle. But I, hey, I, I can't knock the hustle. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I couldn't find it. So it was exclusive to me. I couldn't find it. If you can't find it, what does that mean? It means it's exclusive. I don't know. But he sent it to me. I got two bottles at the house. You got the hood. He personally did you a favor. Yeah, he did. He did me a solid. I I, I shot him some extra dough. Hey, man, you know, he went out of his way. Hey, man, when you don't have much in life, you got to take care of what you got. And that's what I I do have. At 45 years old, I still got a head full of hair. There's a 25-year-old running around like, man, my hair is receding right now. Mine ain't. That's one thing I got, brother. Proud of that hair. I am. (laughs) I sure am. Coming up on the show today... Now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> but with all that being said, I said that to tell you that my man's wearing a wave cap and ain't got no waves. To that, to be honest, this is more of a fashion accessory, man. Okay, well, see, when I put my wave cap on, it's because I got some waves and I'm trying to keep them tight. Just saying. They spinning, they spinning, they spinning. Hey, man, oh, boy. look, man, there's man. fish that get that, that drown in this hair. Oh, man, all right, seasick. There's, there's fish. Seasick. There's fish that get seasick. I would love to see sick. you do a wave reveal video, like you just taking off the do-rag. Oh. No, but see, I don't wear the do-rag. I wear the knit cap, the okay. one that's tight, you know, the okay. one that looks like pantyhose. Yeah, you wear I wear that, that one, yeah, I wear that one because that because I got a small peanut head, so I don't, you know, you big old head people. <laughs> <laughs> you can wear that do-rag. I can't wear that do-rag. It don't look good on me. No, I don't use New Nile. Like, my man Brian's up there pulling. Look, Brian, Brian ain't got no hair that's going to get no waves, but he sure is looking for the juice. <laughs> he wants that purple stuff. And I ain't talking about that stuff from uh, that Jamarcus Russell Yo, was drinking. Water of the Nile. Water of the Nile, brother. That's the purple stuff I'm talking about. Way, now, way back to Africa. Hey, man, Africa or Henderson. <laughs> Waco. <laughs> Whatever. The ancestors knew. Yeah, A man. A little drop of the water from the Nile. Hey, West Waco Drive. <laughs> Shout out to Look At Me Now Barbershop. But, hey, coming up on the show today, now that I've had that session about the hair, 
We've got a fast and furious second hour. We had Marcel rescheduled for 2.30, former Raider fullback, pro bowler, four-time pro bowler, doing some really good community service here uh, around town and, and giving back for the holiday season. So I wanted to have him on about that. Obviously, we want to talk about the team, want to see what's going on, especially the fact that the Raiders had no run game. So Marcel Reese knows all about that. He was supposed to come on at 2.30. We had to push him back to 3.15. So check out this second hour of the show. John McClain, Houston Chronicle, our regular Tuesday guest, 3 o'clock. Marcel Reese, former Raiders fullback, 3.15. Cassie Soto, Las Vegas Review-Journal, 3.30. So it's like boom, 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 just like that. That's how we're going to close out the show. So I say that to tell you, if you want to chime in on the show, do it this hour. If you want to chime in on the text message, you can do it whenever you want. But if you want to be heard, 702-365-9200, you got to do it this hour because, man, we are going to be packed to the gills we're going to be as tight in that second hour as my waves are on top of my head. They are tight. Even, I'm telling you, Brian's sitting in the corner like, man, he got a point. Them waves are on point. I might have to tweet out just a photo, put my head down. Just get them Yo, waves, get man. over yourself. Hey, oh, man. man. <laughs> DeMond said this. This is when I got DeMond to not say anything because DeMond has a response to everything. He said, man, your waves aren't any that good. I said, yeah, that's like me saying you ain't got no muscles. Like, that would just be ignorant. That's just a dumb statement because that's, that's not true. You got muscles. You got, I mean, you've been flexing them. I mean, they, I mean, cause the way, you're on point. The waves could be nicer. No, the muscles could be nicer then. I, I know. Okay, well, the you know? waves can't get much nicer. My guy, shout out Somebody? to my, shout out to my guy that's, hey man, my guy that cuts my hair down, though, he keeps me on point too. Somebody probably come in this studio and look at you and be like, pathetic. Nah, you man. You call those waves? I'll tell you right now, at the Super Bowl, <laughs> I've had, I've had players, I've had people that we've interviewed like, hey man, your point, your, your hair is on point. I've heard, now they they'll point out the grays and they're like, well, you do got a couple grays. Now that's a problem, but I can't I can't help getting old. People are blessed that they get to be forty five years old, man. So you got to keep on living, young 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 stud. Keep on living. Demond points at the phone like, all right, man, move on from this damn conversation. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about he it. He gonna name drop Rodney Harrison like you know me and Rodney. Hey, go way well, back on I the mean, <laughs> he wasn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was on the show. 702-365-9200. The question I wanted to throw out there to you, Raider Nation: Do you think? With the Raiders sitting there at 5-5 five and five right now, all is not lost, even though it feels like it's lost. Do you think the Raiders could climb out of this hole that they've dug for themselves and actually really still compete for a playoff spot? Or is that P word, that dream gone? That's what I want to know. Because at 5-5 five and five in the AFC, it's not, again, mathematically gone. But do you think this team has the, 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 the fight, the energy, the wherewithal, the power to climb out of this hole. Look, Kansas City was in a hole early in the season. Now they're sitting atop the AFC West, looking like the best team in the AFC, by the way. I know they don't technically have the best record. Tennessee still does, who just released Adrian Peterson today. So shout out to the Titans. They're still doing their thing. But the wheels could fall off of that at any point. Not saying they're not a playoff team, but the wheels could fall off of that any time they lost to the Texans on Sunday. Crazy things have happened this, this NFL year. That's for sure. So I want to know, do you think the Raiders could climb out of this hole that they've dug for themselves? Or are you just ready for them to play out the rest of the season and see what happens? From what I've seen, I know Twitter isn't real life. No. But so many people are are just waiting on, let's just get this just season Just get the over season with. over. Right. I feel like. I, I think everyone wants to fire everyone. Or not everyone. Exactly. That's, like, that's, 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 that's not the right statement because everyone's not everyone. I think a lot of people just want to fire everyone and just start over from scratch. I think if you ask people, would be like, all right, let's keep Max, Nate, and Trayvon, and then we'll see if we can move on from there. And it's just like, y'all want to give it to everybody, huh? I've heard it. I've heard it. And, and look, the thing about it is, and then we'll go straight to the phone lines. I don't know what's going to happen, 
I don't know how, obviously we don't know how the season's going to end up yet, but I don't know if Mayock's around to be the GM next. I don't know who the head coach is going to be. And I don't know who they're going to look at that roster and say, okay, this is who we're going to keep. This isn't who we're going to keep. I mean, the quarterback position could be changed, and I'm not trying to start no car stuff, but I mean, knowing his contract situation, that could be different. The coach could be different. GM could be different. Players could. I mean, there's so much to unpack. There's so many questions, and it's Mark Davis has got to answer a lot of these questions. And, man, that's – I mean, I'm sure he's working on it right now. And he's, he's you know, he's making his list and he's checking it twice like Santa Claus. I mean, he's got a lot on his plate. So that's what we got for you, Raider Nation. Definitely want to hear from you. Again, 702-365-9200. I see uh, some texts already coming through on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. But, Damon, who we got up first to uh, holler at on the line? Aaron in Vegas. Aaron, right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Chill. What's up, my man? Chilling, man. Blessed. Oh, man, I'm I'm sitting there at work. I work at a hotel off of Ann Road. I ain't going to tell you the name because they don't pay me to do that. I heard but, that. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I was sitting there listening to the show like I do every day. Um, as far as that question you just asked, are the Raiders mathematically eliminated? Um, if we were talking basic math, probably not, but... I think we're in, like, the algebra, geometry uh, part of the math now. Right. Um, and as far as changes that need to be made, I'm not sure. I wouldn't say, you know, fire everybody, but something has to happen. You know, I've been a Raider fan my entire life, and I've seen playoffs a handful of times. Um, so hopefully we can get back in this thing. I'm, I'm still hanging in. Raider Nation, stand up, baby. You know what I'm saying? They need us right now. There you, you know, go. They, they they going through some stuff. Let's go through it with them. They need us right now. It's disappointing to to spend all this money and go to the Raider game. And yes, it's disappointing. It's disappointing to watch it on TV and see what I'm watching. It's very disappointing. But they need us right now. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, they've gone through stuff that I don't think any team in it since they've been playing football has gone through with the with the Gruden and the rugs and the um, the DB that got let go. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know so. You know, I'm still here. You know, this Raider till I die. You know what I'm saying? Raider Nation, stand up, baby. Q, I love the show, man. You and DeMond, y'all have a good one, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate you, my man. And, and that's what I like to hear. Great call, to, great way to start us off. Yesterday was a lot of doom and gloom, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration. Aaron right there, let it be known. Hey, I'm here. We're here. We're ride or die. Yeah, we get down. And I can say we get down because we are fans. We are media guys. I mean, hell, I get frustrated. Everyone gets down. But at some point, you, t- you get that frustration. You turn it back around. The one thing I say about myself all the time is when I'm at my angriest is when I'm at my best. When I'm at my most hurt or confused or, or frustrated, I'm at my best because I always feel like I got something else to prove. You know, sometimes you're happy. Everything's good. Everything's rolling. And you kind of get comfortable, kind of get complacent. And then all of a sudden, something comes in and gives you a little bit of frustration. I'm at my best when I get frustrated and I get upset and I get angry because then I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to go. I come in here and let's get this show going. Let's go. Let's rock. And Tamon's like, oh, damn. <laughs> and then you ain't got your headphones, so it's like calm and down. And then I didn't have my headphones. And I knew that something. I was like, hey, it's either going to be a good day or it's going to be a bad day. But like Ice Cube said... Today was a good day, so we're going to keep on rolling. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Matt in Hoboken, New Jersey. What's on your mind, Matt? What's up, guys? I want to take you back to Josh J. Jacobs' press conference that he had after the Denver win, right? And he said something in that press conference 
that got a little bit of press, but I really paid attention to it. He said, now this was the first game without John Gruden. He said, and I don't know if you guys remember this, let me know if you do, he said that the sidelines felt very relaxed during the Denver game. Mm -hmm. And that was a direct quote from him. Do you guys remember that? I sure do. Absolutely. Okay, so now let me give you some context on that quote because all of us are trying to figure out what's going on with this team, what's happening with this team, right? And the coaches, when they, when they talk a lot, and the players, when they talk a lot, they don't give you a lot of information. They, don't, they, don't, they tell you what's going on. They don't tell you why it's happening behind the closed doors. And that comment, okay, struck a chord with me. All right, now, I'm somebody who's played football. I've played football all the way up to the collegiate level. I've coached football at the high school and collegiate level. And I can tell you this about the sidelines. When the, the, on, worst teams, on, the, on the worst teams I've ever played on, the sidelines were relaxed. On the best teams I've ever played on or coached, the sidelines were in, intense. This is an intense sport. So when he said that, I immediately knew that this team is in trouble without Gruden. This team is in big, big trouble without John Gruden on the field. Everybody took that as, oh, we're going to be more relaxed. Everybody's going to play looser. This is not the sport that you play loose. Maybe right. you play baseball loose. You play basketball loose. You do not play football loose. So the best sidelines I have ever been on in football have been in, intense, intense sidelines. So that was a little he slipped up a little bit i think when he said that because he let me know at least what was going on and i knew that we were going to get into some trouble going on so i think and i said this before i think that the season ended when we lost gruden now let me just make a quick other point before i get off okay so we already lost rugs and we already lost on that two first round picks now you want to talk about the other the draft before that when we had jacobs farrell and abram in the first round yep. now in my in my opinion okay at this point, none of those three guys are guaranteed to get extensions. And I'm, a matter of fact, I would say none of them may even deserve an extension at this point. And if they don't get extensions, can you imagine the waste of resources in those five total first-round picks if none of them end up on the team after, after their rookie contracts? And that's very possible. It's very Certainly Farrell's not going to be back. Abram can't cover anybody, and Jacobs is invisible. So if that happens, can you imagine... Can you imagine an epic waste of resources, the likes of which I don't think I've ever seen in the NFL, the likes of which I've never seen? And by the way, at the beginning of the season, Vegas had us at seven total wins, Las Vegas odds, and the house is never wrong, boys. Six and a half to be exact, but yeah, you're right. Thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. I remember that, too. Uh, Matter of fact, I was on TV with uh, Brian Salmon from News 3. He had me in studio, and he made that six and a half wins and I said if something if they win six and a half which obviously that means seven can't win half a game unless you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and Detroit and you tie but if they only win six and a half games something went terribly wrong well not that I'm trying to be Nostradamus or anything but something went terribly wrong multiple things went terribly wrong you lost your coach you lost your player had to release another one because he's an internet tough guy I mean, you know, everything, yeah. And, and what you mentioned about the, the draft picks and the waste of resources, think about this. I don't like to go back to the Khalil Mack trade a whole lot. I don't like to go back to that September 1st, 2018. I don't like to go back to that date. I don't have it in my mind like it'll never get out of my mind, but clearly I do because I can tell you what date it was when I woke up on Saturday morning after a high school football game in Central Texas. Thought I was going to just go mow the lawn and go to the Baylor game. And then I saw the news that Khalil Mack had been traded. Not going to go back and act like I could see it like it was yesterday. But I could see it like it was yesterday. Think about, we always talk about who won that trade. Think about this. Khalil Mack is on IR for the Bears. He's out the rest of the season. 
or if not out the rest of the season. I think he is out the rest of the season. Either way, they haven't done what they expected to do once they got him. And look, he came out and was playing with Chicago like man on fire, which made it even worse for Raider Nation, right? (laughs) Man on fire. He was playing amazing. And he's done well with them. Don't get me wrong. He's done well. But the ultimate goal was not achieved. And who knows what's going to happen. The Raiders tried to trade for him this offseason. It didn't happen. Chicago wants to keep him. Great. Nothing wrong with that. So they got what they got from him and, and from the trade. The Raiders got a bunch of draft picks that really haven't turned into a whole lot outside of Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs is injured a lot. You know, and that stinks because I really like Josh and I like what he brings to the table. Guys have been released. You know, the, first, the two first-round picks from last year are both gone. So the Raiders definitely didn't win the trade. Chicago, you could be on the fence and say maybe they won the trade. But ultimately, you know who won the trade? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack who won the trade because he got paid as he should. He was uh, he earned it, earned it. That's who won the trade between the Bears and the Raiders for Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Not that he's not going out, going you know stones to the wall every time he's on the field because that's who he is. He's a guy who's going to give you everything he got. Unfortunately, with this foot injury he has this year, he's I mean he just couldn't go. Chicago didn't achieve what they wanted. Quarterback's now gone. Now they have another quarterback who's, by the way, banged up. I mean, there's head coach is probably going to get fired after Thursday. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. You're fired. Might as well fire me today. <laughs> don't wait till after Thanksgiving. Let me at least spend some time with my family. Don't, I, don't wanna, I don't want them to be like, hey, Cube, sorry you got fired. No, you're not. You knew it was coming. We all did. Can go out there, can go out there and have the best Thanksgiving yeah. day game possible. Right. We did it. We, we did won it. 80 to 0. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Don't change, don't change a thing. <laughs> exactly. Don't matter. You're out. Nothing has gone right with that. It just hasn't. The Raiders saved a lot of money on the salary cap. Great. They went and got Trent Brown. He's gone. Great. They went and got Tyrell Williams. He's gone. Great. Went and got so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Guess what? They're gone, they're gone, and they're gone. Whole lot of nothing. Just saying. 225 is the time. When we come back, got a lot of text messages I want to get to. Plus, got some good calls. Passionate Raider, Travel in Sacramento, the 916. They're waiting on hold patiently. We'll get to all that, plus the text messages. We'll do it next on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Raider, hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation, Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 2.30 is the time. Coming up at 3 o'clock, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. Talk all things NFL. Talk about Jason Garrett getting fired. Offensive coordinator in New York. How often does the offensive coordinator get fired in the season before the head coach gets fired? He's got to fire somebody. That's, a, got, that's a scapegoat. He's got to hold me. somebody accountable. Yeah, exactly. That's somebody's the, calling these plays. Yeah, that's a. I mean, first of all, it shouldn't have been hired to begin with. If anyone had ever watched the Dallas Cowboys while Jason Garrett was a ten-year coach there, he would know he's not that great of a play caller. His offenses were very boring. So when he's in New York and his offenses are very boring, why is anybody surprised? I don't know. But Jason Garrett gets fired, so we'll talk to him about that. Talk to him about the Tennessee Titans taking that loss to the Texans. Not because I'm trying to rub it in, Demond. I'm just 
That I think is a big win for David Culley. Well, yeah, that's and that's his beat. So he and, would and that right. And David Culley is a good dude, very well respected in the league. Uh, spent a long time before he became a head coach. He's a head coach of the Texans. I don't know how long he's going to be there, but I think that I was a big win for him to be able to beat the the, the Tennessee Titans. And so uh, we'll just talk about the AFC. We'll talk about a lot of different things with John. Uh, at three fifteen, we'll be talking to Marcel Reese, former Raiders fullback, obviously a Pro Bowler, four time Pro Bowler with the silver and black, and then Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal will close us out around three thirty ish to talk all things silver and black. But right now, Raider Nation, it's your time to shine. We want to hear from you. A lot of great callers, a lot of great texters at 702-365-9200. And then the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. The question that I threw out there, do you think the Raiders can climb out of this hole? Obviously, they've dug a pretty big, big hole for themselves. They're 5-5 five and five right now. Can they complete, compete for a playoff spot, or is that P word a lost dream? Mathematically, they're still in it, but mentally, are they? It doesn't look like it to me, but that's why I'm throwing it out there to you. Got a text from Mailman Raider. We can still come out of this one on a positive note. I've never been the type of fan that'll come out all negative Nancy. I got the Raiders shield tatted. That's for life, good or bad. I may get frustrated, but I won't get negative. I'll support win, lose. I'll support win, lose, or draw. Playoffs can still happen. Um, we got one from Tom. Shout out to Tom. Haven't heard from Tom in a minute. I know he texted yesterday and I didn't get to him. I apologize. Intense sidelines are better in football. Yeah, Kansas City looked intense, dancing to Christmas music versus Dallas. You need energy on sidelines, uh, and that should come from the leaders on offense and defense, not pout on the sidelines. Even with Gruden, maybe they have one more win right now. They struggled with Miami, Baltimore, got stomped by the Chargers. They weren't a solid team. It's easier to win in September and October. Philly was the most complete game, and that's because they were running the wrong offense. The Philly team beats this Philly team beats the Raiders. That's from Tom uh, and I do agree. September and October is a lot easier to win games. We always talk about it's not what you do in September and October, it's what you do in November, December. So far in November, the Raiders haven't won a game. And everybody was agreeing with Foster Moreau when he was saying, like, hey, we yep. put a lot of bad ball on tape. Yep. They asked Olsen. He's like, yeah, I agree. You know, were those wins, I'm not saying they were lucky, but they had to fight so hard right. to get those Gruden wins. Gruden said that. When Gruden was there, he was like, hey, we haven't played great ball. We just found ways to win the game. Which, I mean, that's what good teams do. They find wins to win games even when they're ugly, but they aren't winning them now. Uh, we got one text without a name. We lost those trades, talking about the Mac trades. I mean, that's fine. I, I didn't say that the Raiders didn't lose those trades. I'm just saying nobody won except for Cleo Mack. I mean, really. Dallas won with Amari Cooper. I mean, he's been fine except for he misses games, drops balls, and doesn't show up in cold games. I mean, does that sound familiar? Same thing he did with the Raiders. I like Coop, too. I do. You know me. I like Alabama players. I do. Can't tell after that um, glowing review you just gave him. No, I, I, I said that when he was a member of the Silver and Black. I always, and that was something that he said when he was in Alabama. He'd never even played in a cold game. If you go back and look at the history of Amari Cooper, he does not play well in cold games. And he's banged up a lot. And when he was with the Raiders, what did he do? He led the team in drops. What does he do with the Cowboys? He's led the team in drops. There's conversations about Amari Cooper. We'll get a, we'll get a, um, we'll get a preview of the, of the Cowboys tomorrow on the show. There's talks that this could be Coop's last year in Dallas because they have CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. And those two young dudes are worth more than Cooper is right now. So he's done well in Dallas. He really has. But he was doing well in, with the Raiders until he wasn't. Until that year with, you know, with, uh, with Gruden when Gruden decided to, to, to trade him. Simple as that. One more text and then we'll get to the calls. All day Raider A. Q mathematically eliminated? No. But some of these guys need to get better at math. And if they do get eliminated and Mark Davis decides to clean house, he might want to talk to someone who knows a little something about cleaning. 
before he possibly makes a bigger mess than he already has going on right now is from All Day Raider A. Thank you for that text. And I'll say this, and then we'll get to the calls. I had on Connor Orr, what, a week ago? Or is it two weeks ago? About two weeks ago now, but I remember that. We had him on the show because he brought up peace out that a lot of Raider Nation got angry about. Got mad at me for even having him on. Even turned the radio off because I had him on. He put a piece out saying that Mark Davis needs to hire somebody that is not emotionally attached to the team. And I, this is not the name of the, t- the, show, the, the piece he put out. I'm just breaking it down what the piece was about. Not emotionally attached to the team. Someone who could be a sounding board. Someone who's a well-respected football mind. And he threw out a few names and suggestions. Other teams have done it. Other sports have done it. He wasn't dogging Mark Davis like he's incompetent, can't handle it. He just said he thinks he needs another voice in the room that has no connection to the Raiders. The Raiders are a family business. You know what I mean? They, 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 everyone is, is, is part of the family. Everyone has a connection. Everyone ties in somehow for the most part. Well, he was suggesting that someone from the outside that has no emotional attachment whatsoever comes in. People got mad at that. Now, even just reading all day Raider A's text, almost sounds like that's what he's suggesting too. Not saying that these people that are in the front office right now are incompetent. Just sometimes it's good to hear a fresh voice that's not partial to you. Like, I could have a conversation with my mom and feel pretty good about, you know, if I say, hey, mom, this is what's going on at work, and this person's doing this. I think she's going to be like, oh, baby, I got your back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She's going to have my back. Right? Well, they must be doing something wrong to you. Right. It ain't your fault. That's what happens. I I do that with my kids. Oh, you know, son, it's going to be okay. Coach will get you in more. You know, I mean, just, you know, no. Sometimes someone that's not attached has to put some eyes on it, too, and say, well, you know, yes, but no, and help out. Not saying make the final decision. Help out. Helping ear doesn't, doesn't hurt at all. 702-365-9200. Speaking of helping ears, Passionate Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind, my man? What up, gentlemen? What up? Hey, Q, I'm the opposite. My kid comes to me after the game talking about that. I said, that's your own damn fault, bro. You missed the ball, not me, not the coach. He showed you what to do. Go out and make it better. Go out and make it better. But, hey, your question, what do I feel for this week? Is it too late in the real world, in reality, the world we live in? You're damn right. It's, it's, it, 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 there's, 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 there's something floating around in there that, 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 that is that's not good. And we, when that happens, we've seen it. We've watched football for years. It happens, but never to this extent. Right. It, it doesn't get it doesn't get fixed. But hold on, hold, sorry, passionate Raider. I had to. I had to. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to cut you off, but uh, we had another change in schedule. We actually have Marcel Reese on the phone line right now. So I know he was going to call in a little bit later, but he's calling in right now. And Marcel, we do appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for coming in and, and and hitting us up on the show. And uh, how are you doing today? First of all, how's everything going? Uh, you know what. Um... Ask me that in a couple of days. Ask me that in a couple of days. We got a big one coming up, and uh, you know I got a feeling I'll be feeling much, much better than I am right now on Friday morning. I heard that, and, and I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad you said, you know, uh, let me know or, or ask me in a couple days because at some point I was going to get to talking about the team and, and where they're at right now. And one of the big things, I was talking to Jim Plunkett yesterday, one of the big things that he said is missing from this Raiders offense right now, something you're very familiar with, which is the run game. As, hmm. as a guy who, who knows what you're looking at and looking for, how critical is the fact that that run game is just not dominant like it, it used to be? How much is that hurting this offense right now? Well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say the run game is not dominant. It's just uh, we haven't gotten to it. Um, for whatever reason, we haven't gotten to it. I think we'll figure it out. Um, but, but we have to remember that the run game is, is our identity. We have to remember what Raider, that Raider brand of football is. 
can't worry about the rest of the world and, and what the generation is doing, but a Raider brand of football is where we find our identity and our signature for this team and this organization. And that's uh, beating people up, that's imposing our will, taking our shots to be explosive every chance that we get, those opportunities, and not missing on those opportunities, executing on them, and then taking our opponent's soul. And you, uh, you rocked the 45 when you were a member of the Silver and Black. Another guy who rocks the 45, Alec Ingold, unfortunately out for the season with a torn ACL. Yeah. How much is that hurting this team? It, it, it hurts a ton. And, and um, I would even take it a step further and, not, and say that uh, it probably hurts us more in the locker room than it does on the field. Mm. And, and that's saying a lot yeah. because Alec Ingold is a, is a uh, tremendous football player, a really smart football player. And um, he, he means a lot to this team as far as uh, leadership and, and showing uh, guys how to be professional. He's, he's a constant professional um, on and off the field. And um, I've said it time and time again, I, I, wouldn't, I would rather have no one else uh, rock that 4-5 or five other than Alec Engel. So um, just wishing him a, a speedy recovery. Um, but when it comes down to the silver and black, we, we have to be a next man up uh, sort of team. You know, we get a little jaded in this business because – you know, when a guy goes down, we have to uh, we have to step up, and someone else has to step up and make big plays. and And I'm looking forward to to seeing that Thursday. Talking right now with former Raider fullback, four time Pro Bowler Marcel Reese here on Unnecessary Roughness Raider Nation Radio 920. And Marcel, I threw the question out there to everyone and said, "Hey, the Raiders are five and five. The AFC is really wonky. The NFL is kind of wonky this year, but the AFC, everyone is still in it." Do you feel that the team could pull themselves up by their bootstraps, climb themselves out of the hole that they're in right now? Do you think that the, the, the Raiders have it in that locker room to be able to do that? Absolutely. I mean, listen, we have to. That, there's no choice but to do that. We deserve that. Mark Davis deserves that. The entire Raider Nation deserves that. I'm looking forward to seeing this locker room be galvanized by, by a big-time leader on offense, defense, and special teams. Bring the guys together and let them know. Listen, we can't worry about what happened in the past, but what we can do is be live in the present right now, and our future becomes even brighter. That is what we have to do. We have to not worry about who we're playing. They're all nameless, faceless opponents, and just go beat up on them. Impose our will. Whether the game is pretty, the game is ugly, we, go, we come out on top as winners. That's what being a Raider is all about. Were you ever? Uh, uh, did you ever play on Thanksgiving Day? I did, absolutely. How was that? How, how, how much fun is that to be able to be on that big primetime stage on Thanksgiving? It's special. Um, there's a ton of tradition. I mean, listen, <laughs> a great Raider, John Madden himself, made playing on Thanksgiving fun. I, it, it, you know, playing on Thanksgiving is so much bigger than just football. You have to think about it. it Thanksgiving is, is, you know, one of my favorite holidays because it's not about anything but but spending time with your family and your loved ones. And when you have to go and play on Thanksgiving, that says so much about what your team means to you because we spend more time with the guys in the locker room than we do with our, with our own, our blood families. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a special, special moment that you get to share with your team and go out there and just fight together for the nation and just go out and, and go get a win. You know, it's a bunch of guys – from different backgrounds, different traditions on Thanksgiving, coming together for one common goal, and that's just to win football. Talking right now with Marcel Reese here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Perfect transition. Speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, you were doing some great work in the community here in 
Vegas, uh, handing out turkey baskets and Thanksgiving Day baskets for families that that need a helping hand. Uh, how important was that for you to be able to give back to the community? It's extremely important for me, not just for me, but for the entire Raider Nation and the Raider organization. You know, it's uh, it's it's important for Mark Davis that that we go out into this community and embrace this community of Las Vegas. And uh, you know, I wasn't the only guy. You know, we have Casey Hayward doing things. Mm-hmm. We have you know our community relations guy, people doing things, and and the Raider. Las Vegas Raider Family Association doing things like we we are trying to tap every corner of Nevada, and it's extremely important to us. We came in in uh, 2017 and uh, said that Las Vegas was getting more than just a football team, right? And that's one promise we intend to keep. And uh, you know, Thanksgiving is just one of those things. And for me myself personally, just going out there, one of my favorite holidays, like I said before, you know, being able to um, to share. You know, we didn't have a whole lot growing up, and um, the families that I like to reach out to don't have much. And I want to make sure that we can, you know, take give them one less thing to worry about for the holidays. Right. And, and that- uh, one thing they don't have to worry about is, is there going to be food on their table? Uh, no. We want to give them everything that they needed, possibly could need on Thanksgiving night, and that feast will be for them on, the, on their kitchen table. And that's a really impressive thing. I mean, it really is. And ever since I've been here and since July, I've been noticing uh, the Raiders, you, everyone, Mark Davis, have been so deep into the community, and it means so much. And go along with, uh, you know, giving out those turkey and Thanksgiving Day baskets. You also spent time talking to the kids, which I think mm. is huge. What, what was the conversation like with the kids, just kind of uh, ch- trying to keep their minds right? You know what? It's, it's, it's funny that you ask that, but... You know, the conversation sometimes goes all over the place. It just depends on the kid because at first they, they see you as a football player and then they see, wow, you know, the, you know, Marcel Reese came from a place that's not very different than what I come from. You know, me being from Inglewood, California, there's so much to relate to, to what these kids go through on a day-to-day basis. And that's something that I want, I want, to, I want to show that I'm living proof. Um, you know, and, and the conversation ranges for so many things and, and I want them to be comfortable to talk to us. You know, we're the Raiders, and we're here for them and to help them. And uh, it's, it's, it's a really special time and a special moment. Yeah, no, it really is, and, and I, I could appreciate that in a major way, just especially with the youth, man. It's so important to give back to them and, and get them at a young age so they can, like you said, grow up to be the next Marcel Reese or the next whoever, you know, just just they, they can dream it. If they have a dream that they can they can achieve it. And, uh, Marcel, I got my guy, Damon, in here. He wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead. Yeah, Marcel, I'm with you. Thanksgiving is also my favorite holiday, but I've got to ask – What's the one dish that you've got to have for it to feel like Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's a good question. I get it a lot, and, it, and it's always the same. You know, I, I love a cornbread dressing with a really tart cranberry sauce, man. I mean. If I, if, if, if I could, if I could give, get those two on a plate, that's really that's all I need, all I eat. Nice, nice. At what point of the day on Thanksgiving do you catch the itis, though? What, day, what part of the day do you, you eat so much that you're like, man, I got I to gotta lay it on down, take a nap? You know what I used to? I, I used to get that itis, man. You know, right after the last football game. But I, you know, I can't afford to get the itis no more. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I'm up here grinding, man. You know, I wanna. I'm up here grinding, so there, there's no itis time right now. 
I heard that. I'm not mad at that at all. And Marcel, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, we were talking about the youth and we were talking about the community. Uh, the other day in Allegiant Stadium, I was blessed to be able to be at the high school state championship games that were held for the Ooh. first time at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, did you get a chance to go by there and check them out? And if you did, or even if you didn't, how special is that for youngsters to be able to play their state championship games in an NFL stadium like Allegiant? You know what? I didn't get that opportunity to go by there this year. Um, you know, I was stuck. I was stuck in a in actually a couple of meetings, but um, I heard everyone had a phenomenal time. Uh, I did drive by the stadium um, uh, on my way to a meeting. I saw that it was it was getting packed up over mm-hmm. there. Um, it's special, you know. Growing up in high school, you always knew there was that big stadium where where the, the championships were going to be played in L.A. Our, our our hoop championships. We were looking forward to going to the Forum or Arrowhead Pond or wherever it is. So for us to be that staple, again, it's giving back to the community. You know, everything has to come back to Everything should come back to us. Like right. We want to be the center of this community in, in, in such a positive way. And when it comes to football, why not play in the most beautiful building in the country? Right. I agree. You know, these, these kids, you know, they should be able to experience that. They're natives in Las Vegas. They're growing up in Las Vegas. And, um, they're going to, they're Raiders. They're part of the nation and we love them and we want them to keep coming back to that stadium. We're proud of it. We want them to be proud of it as well. Absolutely. I, I thought it was awesome. I really did. I, I thought it was great. I saw all, like three out of the four games I was able to to witness. I was able to do my radio show from from the radio booth that uh, uh, Lincoln Kennedy and Brent Musburger called the games from. I mean, it was a hell of an experience for me, but I know that that lasting impression in those young mi- men's minds are going to last forever. And so that was oh, it's, 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 that Allegiant Stadium should be a landmark for them. It's the Death Star, baby. Yeah. And it's their Death Star. It's our Death Star. And and uh you know, everyone in Las Vegas should be proud of it because it is a beautiful building, and uh, we're going to keep taking care of it. We're going to start stacking some wins in that building. We're going to have fun. There you go. There you go. Well, Marcel, we do appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you for uh, what you and the Raiders are doing in the community. It, it means a whole lot. It's more than wins and losses on the field, but obviously we want to see wins and losses on the field. So uh, we'll check back with you in a few days to see how you're feeling after that Thanksgiving Day game. But, uh, again, man, happy holidays. Go get that food, and, uh, and appreciate your time, my man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. And let me you gotta let me know if you saw some uh some promising up and coming stars on that field the other day in high school. <laughs> hey man, I'll tell you what, Bishop Gorman has a whole lot of special guys out there. Uh Silverado's got some really good special players out there. There's a lot. Matter of fact, there's some with some Raider ties out there as well. So I'll I'll let you know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, there he goes, Marcel Reese. Uh, and that was impromptu right there. Uh, we thought Marcel was going to call in at 315. He called in earlier. That's awesome. We, we, we keep our head on a swivel like that. I know I cut off Passionate Raider because we had to get to uh, Marcel Reese. But you can call back, Passionate Raider. You can call back and we'll get to you. I, I apologize. But uh, as you see, we had to, uh, get to, to get to Marcel quick, fast. and in her- Oh, he's on already? You got him on already? He never left. Passionate oh, Raider, we'll nice. let you finish up. We'll oh, let you finish up. Here we go. Let's close it out with, Marce, uh, with, uh, with Passionate Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, hey, tell me that wasn't cool to get cut off by Marcel. Marcel, put the jersey on 45 over for the rest of the year. Come on. <laughs> but, hey, but, hey, but like you were saying, man, do, do you think we can turn it around, man? In reality, I don't really I – don't, I don't think so, man. I don't think so this year. I don't think so with what, what we got going on with the coaching. With, with I just think the coaching's a little – a little messed up right now. I just think maybe the wrong guy was putting in the wrong spot. And I, I don't know. I just don't think, but, but what do I want to see? Another guy in one of the groups on Twitter asked, you know, what, what do I see on Thursday? I want to see the Raiders 
on their third primetime game come out and play with some damn passion, put the bull crap to the side, and show out on Thanksgiving because I hate the Cowboys, Q. I can't stand the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, Man, yeah. I can't. And, 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 and Marcel, that's my favorite part of the dinner, too, the cranberry sauce and the stuffing. If you ain't got it, we ain't eating. It ain't happening. But, man, we got to have – that's it. But for the rest of the year, this is it, man. If, if we don't win, if Derek Carr goes out and plays another game like he did on Sunday, you might as well just stay in Houston, Derek. Just stay there because they need a quarterback too. Just stay there. <laughs> Thank you for the – nice back home, brother. Thank you for the call, Passionate Raider, right there. Getting fired up. I'm not mad at that at all. Good stuff, man. Lots of great stuff to unpack from that whole hour. Uh, we're going to take our, are we going to go all the way to the top of the hour? We're going to take a quick break. Which one? Let's take a quick break. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come right back, close out the hour. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Well, the beautiful thing about Marcel Reese calling in in the 2 o'clock hour is that it frees up a little bit of time in the 3 o'clock hour, so we're not packed like sardines, but we are packed like sardines right now. So we're going to hit a couple text messages, then we'll take a break and get to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle to talk all things NFL. Got this one text uh, following the Marcel Reese interview. If I had a dollar for every time I heard someone talk about how the Raiders are a bully or that they were going to bully people with our run game or defense, it's just BS. The Raiders aren't bullying anybody and haven't in a long time. You want to see a bully? Go watch the Colts or the 49ers or the Patriots. I don't have a name on it, but it's a 707 text. So, um, all right, appreciate you. And uh, I understand. I understand the frustrations. I understand the fact that the run game is not there. It really isn't. And I've always said that I would like to see the Raiders be a bully. You know, even when the run game was clicking, they weren't the bully with the offensive line and uh, defensive lines like they should be. You know, but there's got to be a point, and this is just my opinion, there's got to be a point where everybody in the stadium could know this run is coming and they can't stop it. That's what ideally you want to do. That's something that... And I hate to keep referring to, to former head coaches, but that's something that Hugh Jackson said when he was the head coach of the Raiders. I want to build a bully, to your point on the text, where we are going to blow you up on the line of scrimmage, and if we need third and one, fourth and one, third and two, fourth and two, we're going to get it because that's what we want. When Matt Rule was at Baylor, I'm a big Matt Rule fan. That's what he said. I want to make sure that we can run the game, run the ball, when everybody in the stadium knows we're going to run the ball. If you're down at the goal line, I, this has always been my theory. We'll take a break. Give the ball to Jacobs. If it's first and goal, down five and in, give it to Jacobs four times if you have to. I don't care. I, I trust that Jacobs is going to get in the end zone if the offensive line is doing their job. If you cannot find a way, and sometimes the defense wins, you just got to tip your cap and say, okay, my bad. If, if you're down there by the goal line, you get that ball, and you don't have to be in shotgun. Get the ball, get it to Jacobs, and let that offensive line, tell the offensive line in the huddle, do your damn job. We're getting in the end zone right now and be a bully. 2.56 time when we come back, we'll be talking to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.